Welcome to Gaia's Love, a podcast of brief messages to help humanity bridge the gap to the new earth. My name is Vivian Gerard. It is my delight to be a scribe for consciousness today, sharing the wisdom that flows through from source. Here we go. episode 161. It is Monday morning here in Cincinnati. Gray and wet, but 50 degrees. It is a perfect day for my husband to be digging in the mud and playing outside on his first day of spring break. I see buds on all the leaves um, starting to form on the trees, and there's more green popping up out of the ground. The grass is turning green. It just feels so good. Springtime is here. You will probably hear Star, here he comes, (laughs) running from window to window because the squirrels and the birds are starting to play outside and he is having, he is having frustration (laughs) at not being able to jump through the window and go chase them. So you may feel some of his energy coming through today. Ah, Monday morning. So... I have many reflections, and we'll see how they all weave together. I watched two things yesterday. One was an Abraham Hicks, Esther Hicks video that I'll put a link in the comments. It's called The Biggest Missing Piece, or The Missing Biggest Piece. And then um, a 007 movie last night with my husband called Quantum Solace. And so I'm going to weave the two together. I thought the title would be Quantum Solace, but it actually feels like Quantum Understanding. And we'll just see how it all connects. So I'll start with the movie first. In the 007 movie, the theme was vengeance, which it often is vengeance through violence and death and torture. Sometimes it's just good to sit in front of the movie screen and just watch. I don't know, this might be an older one, so you'll have to dig it up if you want to see it. But the idea, the theme that they were presenting was that this woman, when she was very young, saw her entire family killed in front of her, tortured by this evil man. And so she had spent her whole childhood and adult, early adulthood finding a way to get to him because he's very powerful so that she could kill him. At the same time, 007 had had his love killed in his line of work and he was seeking vengeance of the man who had killed her. And so the whole uh, building up of the plot, the storyline, was that these two had come together and they had people in common that would take them to those people they needed to kill. And at I don't want to ruin the movie, but the satisfaction of the process didn't deliver. It didn't deliver, and that is what both characters were portraying in the story. Is you know the the drive had consumed them, and when they arrived in those moments of choice, was that drive enough? You know, for them to 
go all the way through with the act that they were committed to doing. So it was a very powerful movie about forgiveness, even though they didn't directly discuss forgiveness. At the same time, that morning, I was watching a short video by Esther Hicks, a recording, a video recording, which aren't always available often. Those are audios. It was a video recording where this man was sitting in the front of a room as she was doing a workshop, as Esther was doing a workshop. And he had a ball cap on, pulled really low down over his head, and he said, I am showing up here because I am disgusted with what I see happening in the world around me. And I don't buy into what you're saying, which is focus on love and focus on creating your own realities. Like, I don't believe it. Everything I see around me is misery, and it reflects more misery. And there's torture and pain and suffering and other people inserting themselves into other people's journeys and making things worse. He's like, I don't believe what you are saying to me. And so she spent about 20 minutes in this video um, engaging in a dialogue with him that was so powerful to witness. And it wasn't to change his mind. She offered information, but she wasn't there to say to him, you're wrong. She said, your, your interpretation is so strong for you, and I honor what you are seeing, which is, yes, there are horrendous, terrible acts constantly happening in this physical world here on this planet we know as Earth. There are terrible things that happen, and they continue to happen. What she was trying to say to him was, this is my interpretation, when you witness on TV, for example, mass destruction or uh, very large natural disasters, perhaps, and all these people that are being impacted by it, we as the viewer are seeing the collective experience of all and f perhaps feeling the collective pain of witnessing that experience. She said, if you were to be just one of those individuals, you would have less pain than what you are feeling witnessing as the collective viewer of all of it because you are trying to hold the collective misery or move that through you in what you believe is service for the collective. Again, this is my interpretation, so I encourage you to watch and have your own interpretation of what she offered. What she said is, each individual has something that they are learning or experiencing or healing. And their individual journey, they chose that, that moment, that experience to see how they would respond in that situation. It's exactly what I saw in 007 last night, even though that's a movie. There was, there was all of this anger and bitterness and immense pain from loss and grief in each of the characters and that pain drove them to seek some sort of vengeance against the one who had created that pain but when it comes to the moment of inflicting pain on someone else ending someone else's life as retribution what would that do to them what would their character then be defined as how would they be able to find their own forgiveness and so the power of choice, it was, it was portrayed so beautifully. Like, 
what do you choose to do? How do you choose to show up in your life, in your journey, in the ways that we are hurt, wounded, and then want to uh, extract retribution? How do we show up? And so that doesn't necessarily mean we forgive those who have wounded us or we forget about it. It means we choose how we respond, how we react. And, and that defines our individual journey. That defines the character of the soul in the human body, the, the embodiment of, of what the words be. We are souls in human bodies having these physical experiences and so when we listen to the soul when we are able to be still and quiet and tune into what the soul offers the soul I believe at its truest nature wants unity wants love to expand and so the human wounding and story that is so real and so painful that encourages anger and aggression and violence and um, vengeance, you know, an eye for an eye, the human version of us that wants that can override the voice of the soul that would say, let's, let's focus on understanding understanding ourselves, why we're here, what we're wanting to experience as individuals, and then understanding how our choice then impacts the collective choice. So what Esther was describing beautifully was, you know, what you focus on, you're going to see more of. And if you're focusing on the misery and the pain, you're adding energy to that misery and that pain, and you're going to create more of it. And you're going to feel more of it in your own body. So can you shift your focus to understanding that every individual has a journey that they are working through and the lessons that they have called in are teaching them incredible, incredible expansion and understanding at a soul level. The soul who has been deeply wounded and stands in a moment of choice and chooses compassion, chooses forgiveness or love or simply chooses peace even if that's all they can choose in the moment. Not more war, not more violence, but peace. To be able to walk away from that moment of an eye for an eye and not take the eye. Feel what that does for the individual, for the strength of that soul in the human body. It doesn't make them weaker, it makes them stronger. And if more of us are doing that, if more of us can close our mouths when we want to say something that is very hurtful to another or, or is a deliberate dig to inflict emotional pain on another, if we can close our mouths and not say that and do our own healing work, imagine what that can do for the energy field of a home, of a classroom, of a, an office building, of a soccer game, of a grocery store. Imagine what that can do for our planet if we simply start there. Let's not inflict more wounding on another and instead look at why 
why that pain is in our journey. What are we supposed to be learning as a soul in a human body in this experience we chose? And so some of those lessons perhaps are more physical. There's physical uh, pain and suffering that is reflected in our physical reality. We are poor, we are homeless, or we are very ill. Some of that is emotional. We may have lots of stuff and yet there's this raw emotional pain of abandonment or disappointment or betrayal. And so our work is how do we heal that within ourselves? How do we, how do we find peace within ourselves so we don't take that pain and keep inflicting that, sending that out to others? As we do our individual healing and awareness and become stronger, more aligned with love and with compassion, then we have the opportunity to show up and instead of simply closing our mouths because we don't want to inflict more wounding, perhaps now we can breathe, exhale out any pain or resistance, and then perhaps we can offer love through our words. And this is a big shift for so many of us, myself included, right? When I'm angry, I want to strike. I want to, I want to hurt. It's a natural human tendency. I want the other to feel as bad as I feel. And so the work I keep practicing is can I pull my energy into myself and figure out what sparked that anger? What created that kick that makes me want to kick another? And then how, how do I move through that? Right? It takes a lot of sighs, a lot of exhales, a lot of pauses, a lot of connecting in with this planet's steadiness. And then opening my heart again and trusting as I offer love, and it's sincere, it's not a fake love, as I offer sincere love and understanding, I can find deeper understanding in myself and with the other. And that's what I call quantum understanding. It's beyond the human understanding. <laughs> it's, it's at a quantum level that as I do it for myself first, as I understand and heal within me, and I show up steady and open and coming from love, I have a quantum understanding of what's happening around me. And then I can look at the collective story of misery and pain and war as this man described in his conversation with Esther. I can look at that from a quantum level and go, I understand there is a bigger picture that I am not privy to, that I don't have the answers for, and yet I'm not going to add to the misery, I'm going to focus on expanding the love. And then these beautiful creations like Gaia's love come through. And so I offer my vibration of love out in a quantum level that can multiply and multiply and multiply and awaken more love in others. Quantum understanding. We are just beginning to understand our own power. So I offer you this Monday wisdom. Whew.
Thank you for tuning into this vibration of pure love. I invite you to join me in aligning with the optimal health of your mind-body-spirit in the virtual community of Viv's Energy Gym. You can learn more at mysouljourney.com. Let's take this message of Gaia's love out into all of our relationships and communities today. So much love from my heart to yours.